Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker podcast brought to you by AIM. Association of Independent Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. Today, I got my my two buddies, Dustin Rosenberg and Jonathan Yu, owners of Convoy Home Loans. What's up, boys? What's going on, JP? How are you? Good, man. I, I know uh, Jonathan just got here in the nick of time. You are you sitting in some LA traffic, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was stuck on El Segundo Road for like I don't know ten minutes. Yeah. Just, bunch of trucks yeah it's construction backed up crazy yeah it's LA. always crazy out there so that's where you guys are located you're right in what la county yeah we're in uh el segundo we're right next to uh manhattan beach and uh right next to lax right in the middle ah nice man that's yeah. cool that's cool what uh what's the market like out there right now man you i mean we're on the east coast i'm in philly right obviously the market's crazy i know that's a loaded question right uh, but I mean, you hear like, are people moving out of California, especially around like, what's it like right now? Is it much different than the past bunch of years, like five years ago? I mean, not, yeah, not, not even a question. I think that goes for anywhere across the country, but I could make a pretty yeah. strong argument that Los Angeles is, is, uh, you know, the inventory is just, and, and like I said, it's just like the rest of the country, but I think wow. it's a little bit worse because of the home prices here and, mm-hmm. You know the affordability to buy a three two bath home anywhere in you know most of LA west side of LA you're looking you know one and a half two million bucks two and a half crazy that's not affordable for most first time home buyers so yeah yeah that's all I was gonna say I mean yeah. I mean like you said everywhere it's tough for first time uh, home buyers there's no doubt even out here in Philly I mean everywhere I'm in so many groups I talk with people all around the country it's tough for all of them man. Um, but I would think in your area, even even a bit more, you know. Um, yeah. But that's cool, man. Just personally, I just wanted to see see what was uh, what it's like out there because being out here, it's just you hear things you just don't know, you know. So that's cool. Uh, at least you have the good weather. But it is about eighty in Philly and sunny, man. So we got some of that LA weather out here today, which is cool. that might actually be better than out here because during the day it's like. 75 80 and then at night it becomes like 40 it's like freezing yeah yeah same type of weather right now then on on both both spectrums of the the country that's cool today's episode is brought to you by amerisafe wholesale mortgage solutions or awms for short learn how aussie ai the technology platform that is the heartbeat of awms drives a level of speed accuracy and consistency that allows broker partners to crush the competition in the eyes of realtors and referral sources You'll have loans clear to close weeks in advance of the contract day because OCAI will work with you 24-7, 365 in real time. One condition at a time or all at once, Aussie will crush it for you either way. Get connected today by logging into the AMP AIM member portal. Um, so tell me a little bit, uh, 
how long have you guys uh, been in business as Convoy? We opened up actually in March of last year. So nice. Okay. Yeah, we've only been open for a year now. Um, you know, we've obviously we didn't just go from uh, you know electricians to starting a mortgage company, uh-huh. but we've been in the industry for I think I've been nine years. John has been seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been in it, man. I think I'm 11 years at this point, and we've all been through the different uh, 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 spots that we've been. Right. So. I mean, you could give us a quick background of each of you, of where you, like why you got in the business and then kind of what led you to where you're at. And then what I want to talk about is what, how you guys got together and decided to, to open this up. So, I mean, Jonathan, if you want to jump in, give us a little background. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, um, you know, you could probably tell by my face, I'm, I am younger. Um, I jumped right out of, I had jumped right out of uh, college and jumped right into mortgages. And, nice. uh, you know, I, I, I've been in it for a, you know, a while since I, I left college, I graduated from UCSD. Um, nice. And, you know, I thought I was going to be a doctor or, or an accountant and uh, decided that wasn't the life for me and jumped out very late, switched careers and um, went into mortgages. At the time, the only place that was actually paying like an hourly was a mortgage company. So I just happened cool. to kind of fall into it. Cool. Um, but, you know, obviously kind of worked through, um, rose through the ranks there, um, eventually kind of was was kind of higher up in the company and, you know, managed a lot of people, um, taught a lot of people how to do loans and, and build relationships with clients and such mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, I mean, led me to, uh, to being ready to jump out and, uh, and start Convoy. Nice, man. What about you, uh, Dustin? How did uh, you get into the industry? So I, um, <clears throat> I was always interested in doing something in financial services and I kind of bounced around, you know, like senior year of college and, um, first couple years out of college with being a financial advisor, doing commercial real estate, doing, uh, like, you know, business working capital, small business loans. Cool. And then eventually I, 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 uh, I don't know what exactly made me look into mortgages i can't remember it was just kind of looking at other you know sectors in the financial services and i had one buddy that was doing it and and he kind of made the and i'll always bring it up even when i speak to clients like when you're going over a mortgage or a new refinance or a purchase with somebody it's something that you can actually give financial advice with 100 certainty because mm-hmm. you know what the numbers are you know what they're going to be Right, it's not arm, right? But sure, when you're a uh, or when I was trying to be like a financial advisor, or anything in the other sector, everything was more of just an educated guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that kind of started weighing on me because I would go to bed at night not really knowing if I was 100% going to be correct on what I told my clients. So um, I made the leap, and then it's you know been, I mean, it was seven years of being a W two employee and grinding it out and learning the hard way of how to close loans. But last year, like we said, we just decided that we had enough, uh, enough experience and enough relationships to, to start convoy and, and be our own bosses. So it's been yeah, nice. that's, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of got the idea of this side, man, I was in the business, man. So from 11, 2018, so you're talking about kind of like you guys, right? Like in it, you know, seven years ish or so, I know you said one of you were about nine or so, but yeah, I feel like that five to seven-ish years, you're kind of like, 
you start getting your ego up a bit. You're like, I know what I'm doing, you know, like, let's go, let's go do this thing. And there's never been a better time to uh, the past four years, I think, to with technology and where I think the industry is going and where the consumer is kind of looking like they want that smaller type business person, right? They're kind of done with those big conglomerates, you know, they almost don't trust them, you know? Um, and being small, you have, you have skin in the game too. So it kind of holds you accountable. So, um, that's why I like it. Um, so I like that. I think that five to seven years is, it's a nice time frame. You have to put in the time, man, to figure out this industry. You don't get it off of six months to a year. You just don't, you know? Um, so who, who approached who and was like, yo, we have to start this. Were you guys working together or give me the story? Yeah. Um, we were working together at our previous uh, company and, and, you know, we obviously, um, were, were pretty close back then when we were working, not as close as we are now, of course, but, um, I, when was it? I, I approached you like in December yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I just put a little feeler out there cause we're both from Los Angeles. Our previous company was in San Diego okay. and, um, the second we had our first call 20 minutes in, it was like our uh, you know, motivation quickly went up significantly <laughs> in terms of trying to get this started right away. And, you know, we turned an idea to a, uh, a reality in about three months and it hasn't stopped since. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, all right. So you pro like, why'd you go broker side? Obviously that's the best sp spot for like small business type stuff. And I want to dive into that, but, or what was your first step when you're like, yo, let's do this. Like what, where did you go? Like, what did you do? We, we I mean, we, we had been a, a correspondent or we had worked for a correspondent previously. Oh. So we were already pretty uh, familiar with the broker channel and um, you know, in our experience, cause we have a lot of buddies in you know, the private client sector and, you know, for the retail big banks, um, there was just not enough that they could do for clients. So we really wanted to um, create Convoy as um, a company that is able to service kind of the underserved, if, if we could cool. say that. Because, you know, the reason we, you know, even got in touch is because of Scotsman, right? I mean, we, we within six months, we ranked 14th in non-QM origination volume. Nice. So, you know, we, we, we just um, turned our focus towards the underserved, which, you know, self-employed jumbos, you know, while everyone else was trying to really grab the conventional FHA VA loans, we were trying to learn and figure out and really focusing on, in on like, how can we serve the, the, the luxury properties? Can, how can we, you know, serve the investment properties? Because those were kind of the people like now people are trying to jump into it, but as you probably know, it's so much harder to jump into it if you haven't already had a background in it. Mm -hmm. right? So we, we try to make it a point because we already knew we could do conventionals, FHAs, VAs with our eyes closed. So mm -hmm. we said, well, we have to, we have to set Convoy apart. Convoy has to be something different. Um, and, you know, luckily we made a lot of good relationships and our, our name got out there. We did a lot of great marketing and, you know, we kind of built it to the point where we were like, Hey, we have to build Convoy around this underserved community. We're going to focus on that and then everything else kind of will keep the lights on and keep people coming. But, you know, we want to create an atmosphere that is based around luxury and investment real estate and all those other things that a lot of brokers are actually scared to do. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't want to compete against Chase and Wells Fargo and, and those guys. Right. So mm -hmm. 
um, we kind of made it a point to, to do that. And that's kind of how we fell onto like, hey, we want to start a brokerage. And not only do we want to start a brokerage, but we want to start a brokerage that specializes in these things that all the other brokers are, might be afraid to tackle to show that, hey, it's possible, right? Mm -hmm. It's possible for us to fight in this, you know, against retail banks and against these other companies and uh, in, in this luxury and investment space. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's smart, man, because uh, like you, you, you went all in, you took a risk, right? And you're like, all right, I see these other products. Let's start learning these before it gets, it really catches on fire. And I'm talking non-QM for right now, because obviously that caught fire. And a lot yeah. of people are scrambling to figure out how to do them. Me as one of them, right? Like we're figuring it out. But yeah, like it's better to start looking, thinking ahead of what else do I got to get into before it catches fire? So I'm already ahead of the game. So I'm, I'm with you there, you know? Um, I do have a question since it still is kind of fresh since it's been a year. I always wonder these things. So Convoy, like where'd you come up with that name? Like, can you remember back? Like, why did we pick that, that name? Just curious. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's a little bit more to the, the story that we, um, one of my friends and colleagues that I actually went to high school with, um, he's on the commercial side, commercial loan. Um, and he has a company that he started a little bit before Convoy Home Loans called Convoy Capital. Okay. And we actually work out of the same office. Now we're two separate entities. Um, but we, we figured it was a good opportunity to try and brand just the name Convoy. Mm -hmm. um, because of the fact that there's a lot of, you know, referrals that essentially go back and forth between a commercial loan brokerage and a residential loan brokerage. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for us, there's a lot more referrals that we get because most people that have commercial properties most likely have a residential, right. but you know, we obviously uh, brand it so that anything that's tied to real estate convoy can help you service. You know, we won't, we won't really touch anything that's a hundred units personally, like a convoy home loan side. If somebody calls in asking for it, I just walk yeah. 50 feet down the door or down the uh, hallway and, and we can do it. So it's, it's, it's a great, I think, service for, uh, you know, any client that's, that's looking to invest in anything, they know they can come to a kind of one-stop shop like ourselves. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Kind of like that one-stop shop type situation, or at least just have an option for anybody that walks in your door. Like yeah. I come from an insurance background, you know, my, my brother, my aunts, my uncles, my dad, my grandfather was all in, in a, a property and casualty insurance. Right. So we kind of have that a bit, you know, someone comes in, we can, we can get them right to them. Just come to us for anything. I don't, you need a contract or you need this. Like we're trying to just be the influence for anybody to come to us. Anything that's anything that might even a little bit have to do with anything real estate. Just come to us. We'll, we'll get you to the right people. So I get that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Smart. Um, let me ask you about uh, staff. Like how many employees? Is it just you two? Like what do you got going on right now? Uh, I think right now we have, um, I mean, just loan officers, right? Originating is just Dustin and me. Cool. Uh, we're trying to add more people on. We are trying to expand, obviously. Um, but as of right now, actively originating is Dustin and myself. And then the rest are mostly support staff and operational staff. Um, we've kind of figured out how you kind of need to have roles for people, right? You kind of need to separate tasks, make sure that everyone knows what they're doing um to kind of create a well-oiled machine and i use uwm as a perfect example 
right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a role at UWM. And because of that, they're able to really um, create an efficient system, uh, you know, an efficient, what was that? Like on the line, you know, like they, yeah, they yeah. print stuff on the line and everybody assembly works on assembly line. Assembly line. line. I like that. Yep. Look at that word. But yeah, but like an assembly line system. So we, we took that and we kind of made it our own and made sure that, you know, we had people to do all these different tasks so that, you know, as a loan went through the process, it wouldn't be forgotten and it would be touched at every single point in the process, um, which is kind of how we've structured everything, why we have so much support staff for only two originators at this mm -hmm. point in time. We wanted to make sure that Dustin and I have a lot of volume. So we wanted to make sure that they can handle our volume. And then as they we continue to expand, everyone wants to be stretched and grown a little bit. And, you know, they're going to be able to take more on and it's not going to be much of an issue as we continue to, to grow. Yeah, yeah. Um in my opinion, especially now in the environment that we're in, um, it's very important, I think, to have uh, producing owners of a broker shop, right? It makes total sense. I mean, if you guys come out and just start hiring LOs and support staff and you're not producing, because like you know now, right, being owners of a smaller business, like, I mean, you're you, what you're making kind of goes to the bottom line, right? Like there's tax benefits. There's a lot of stuff there that a lot of people don't talk about being an owner, not just being an LO um, that can really help provide for other people too, which is cool. So I really truly believe in that smaller type producing owner that you can grow slowly, consistently, you know what I mean? So I think, I think it's smart and it's, it, that's cool, man. Um, so you guys start off yourself, uh, Two LOs, got some support staff. Could you quickly kind of run down that assembly line? Like, like pretend like someone comes in, buying a million-dollar home, whatever it is, right? Do it quick, you know, pre-approve them. Now they have a contract. What happens? Uh, first, they obviously, you know, they spoke to us already. So um, we have right. an analyst that basically we would gather documents to and submit, and he almost um, – pre-underwrites the loan. So, you know, he because I have a strong background in guidelines and all of that, we, we kind of trained him directly and he's been, you know, being able to catch everything like it's, you know, it's on fire. So he hasn't, he's absorbent. He, tooks, he takes everything, he understands it. So he basically pre-underwrites the loan, that goes into process, right? He'll put it into process, send out disclosures, all of that. Um, the loan approval will come back and then our processors kind of take over um, and we have loan officer assistance that'll help kind of gather the conditions, continue to stay in front of the clients as well. And then, you know, if there's anything that Dustin and I need to jump into, we'll jump into. But other than that, it's it's pretty just, you know, streamlined from there. Um, and then, you know, the processor kind of handles the communication with the underwriter, um, submitting the conditions, scrubbing the file you know, throughout the process. And, you know, we, we close along. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you touch a little bit on uh, a lot of LOs have have trouble with that handoff, right? Like, because you have a good relationship with a client, they just want to go to you, right? How how have you presented that to a client? And do they still feel like you're in the process during it? You know, you kind of it's a tough balance, right? You got to let other people do the work that they're better at than you, but still kind of have to be there waiting in the wings. Like how how did you guys do that? I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I if me and John didn't think that we were always going would be the best person sure. for 
any of our you know clients to speak with um but if we were the only if we didn't have a support staff we wouldn't have the volume that we would have and it has to do in my opinion a lot with just setting up the call and letting the client know that look we are one of the owners we do want to work with you and we want to be your point of contact but to get this loan closed more quickly and a smoother transition to getting you ultimately where you want to be and, and have this loan close, I'm going to have four or five people helping during the entire process. Now, we let them know if any questions come up, figures, terms, costs, rate, anything like that, just give us a call. You have my number, you have my email, don't be hesitant to reach out. But once we get the loan docs, I'll let them know, hey, my, you know, associate or my loan officer assistant or my processor they're going to be reaching out to you to get some paperwork in so we can get this closed and it's been a pretty you know obviously there's going to be some clients that that need to speak with us more than others sure um but that's really the only way that we can really continue at the volume that we want to be able to you know close at because right now i think we have like not we have uh five five assistants between the two of us we've got essentially four processors and then, you know, the management side of, of uh, kind of like HR and payroll and all that. But, you know, for two of us, we basically have a, uh, a support staff of like 10 that helps us get the, get the loans closed. Cause we, we couldn't. Can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not physically, you know, possible. There just really isn't, you know, right now I think we have 200 loans yeah. in our pipeline and like, let's just call it right down the middle, a hundred for each of us. Uh -huh. there, there's not enough time in the day, you know, yeah. for us to speak with every single client the entire way. And, and it's not that we don't want to, right. right. But we think it's more efficient and, and uh, it's not like we close the door on a client the second that we, uh, you know, get them into process. They always have access to us. And, I mean, me and John are working till literally 1am every night. So mm -hmm. it's, um, it's part of the, the fun beginnings of, of a small business that eventually we're hoping to, be obviously a little bit bigger yeah no very well said man because i mean you see all the bs out there on whatever social media or whatever it might be and like, oh it's a perfect assembly line just get the deal in throw it in don't have to talk to the client it's it, i mean let's be real it just doesn't happen that way like it, it doesn't i mean it's a good goal to kind of get to but as long as we're on the same path here it's never gonna be like that every client's different right i mean every exactly. single one of them so no, that was perfectly said, man. No doubt. But you need help. Like it's actually better for the client. Um, our script that we sent out when I, you know, I take a loan app, we put it in processes. I surround myself with people that I like, and they're smarter than me. I just say that, which they probably all are, you know. And I just let people know you got to deal with them. They're I don't even know what the hell's going on at this point. Yeah, they know, you know. So no, that makes perfect sense, and that's how I've tried to uh, to hand it off as best I can. So just in a different format as you guys. That's cool. Um, so kind of piggybacking on that, especially being out uh, in the area that you're in, right? You have a lot of different types of clients, right? You got that luxury jumbo type client, which which we know can be, can be. I'm, I want to hear your thoughts, be more difficult in the, in the broker channel sometimes, right? Um, like you were mentioning, the big banks sometimes get involved. All the way down to that in small investment property, that first time home buyer. Like, do you have different scripts or techniques or like how are you handling them as they come in differently? Because it's two different types of clients. Yeah, I think 
the the best way to to handle is what we tell and i've told everyone in the past when i was training lo's is hey every call is new right every client you talk to is a new person so nothing's going to carry over so that's rule number one right mm-hmm. nothing carries over it doesn't matter whether the last call was a terrible call and the next call is a great call mm-hmm. you can't carry anything over so every person you speak to new fresh start how we approach these people differently though because obviously um the luxury clients have it's not a lie they have options mm-hmm. right they have options so um, kind of setting ourselves apart in a sense of, I guess, just availability, because they're used to people not like reaching out to them at all and okay. kind of walking them through the process and just giving them the service that we think they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, they start out a little harder sometimes, but as they continue to work with us, they're like, well, shoot, these guys are legitimate. And they are also not just like walking me and pushing me off, but they're actually addressing my questions and helping me go through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of handhold them a little bit um, and because they usually have a lot of questions because they have a lot of people speaking in their ears, mm-hmm. which understandably so. So we, we handle them. We make sure we set up correct expectations and we walk them through it, um, you know, for the especially the luxury clients. And then for the investment clients, you know, we, they usually have a primary residence. They usually have done other transactions. They need, look, to be honest, need a little less handholding. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're a little, le- you know, I don't want to call them low maintenance, but, you know, that's the perfect term for them in a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. They're the perfect mm-hmm. client where they're like, hey, um, just let me know when X happens. Right. Let me know when I need to do the appraisal. Let me know when I need to go out for the inspection. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. They just go through that process. They just require less handholding. So mm-hmm. you know, we're able to allocate our time based on that. And again, it's just taking every call like it's a fresh new call and dealing with every client with a, with a smile, basically. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How, how are you guys? Uh, I mean, this is a hot topic now around the country with, with, uh, with jumbo type clients. Like how are you battling that a little bit more against some of the bank? Is there a specific strategy or is it what you just told me right there? Kind of trust in the process, you know, you'll see where the best, I mean, kind of have a cocky little attitude, a bit, a confident attitude, like, yo, we're going to get you there. You know, I mean, not the big bank. Like, how are you presenting that? I mean, you, you have to do that because these, these uh, you know, clients are, are a little bit different in terms yeah. of the way that you have to convey, you know, the confidence that we have and being able to not only get the job done, but being able to get the best product. And I can tell, um, you know, a lot of the other brokers or, or you know, loan officers watching this, like, you, you can't, at a previous company, we would only work with basically like two, maybe three lenders. And it's nice because you get familiar with the systems when you're only working with two or three lenders. But what John and I did is, I mean, we, uh, the amount of lenders, credit unions, investors, private, like groups that we have signed up and, and, and created relationships with really gives you the competitive advantage in this industry right now. Because if you try and go, for example, um, you know, let's just say the UWM or well, what's another big one right now with you guys, Home Point. Mm-hmm. Or, I know we don't need to say the name, but maybe Rocket, right? Mm-hmm. They're never going to get you the, the type of either creative financing in terms of qualifying or the creative type of term, whether it's like a interest only that a lot of these luxury clients like or some sort of arm uh-huh. with the same pricing that they're going to get from the big banks. So we had to do, you know, not to roll out all of our secrets, we had to do a lot of, you know, face-to-face meetings, going into banks, going into credit unions, trying to get them, 
know, to let us wholesale and broker to them. And that, that's really why we've been able to, to get to where we are right now and securing these types of deals because we have and made the kind of outgoing, you know, initiative to have some sort of lenders or partners that we knew we could compete with uh-huh. your private client retail banks on. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's only so much you can do with certain clients. Like, listen, we're the best. We're going to get you through nice and quick. We're going to communicate. We're going to do all that. Right. Of course. Right. But it comes down at some point to product and and pricing. It just does. Right. So what you're saying is, all right, we see that we're not going to fall in the trap of just providing great service. We're going to do that, but we're going to kind of provide all of it. And you have a ton of options, it sounds like. Like, is there a number on how many lenders that you guys have right now in the rep, like in your rotation or whatever you want to call it? I, I mean, I think we have like close to 80 signed up. Holy shit. And, okay. Yeah. But like, the thing is, we have a hard time. Obviously, we don't recommend it for everybody, right? If you can't right. if you can barely handle five lenders, then don't do it. Right. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, Dustin and I have kind of gotten it down almost to a system on like, hey, we need to send this loan to this lender versus this lender. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I want to remind brokers too is like for lenders, we're their clients. We're the ones bringing mm-hmm. them to business, right? So they want to work with us, mm-hmm. right? For the most part. And um, what the best way I describe this market right now is, you know, it's a product-based market. When the rates go up, it's what products do you have more than what the rates, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you know, the banks are going to tighten up and they have been, right? Um, they're still fold off. So you have a bank statement program that's great, then that can go up to 15 million, then boom, there you go, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's providing the solutions, providing the products to be able to you know, handle these deals. Um, and again, like I said, it's, it's, it, we're the clients. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just going out there with that confidence with uh, to other lenders being like, hey, no, we have a lot of things to bring. We have a lot of options to bring to you and a lot of business potential. Um, do you want to work with us? And, you know, a lot of people might say yes, that you never thought would say yes. And that's kind of like Dustin said, how we've landed a lot of our um, big lenders that we work with now that can offer us competitive pricing to the banks is, you know, we've kind of positioned ourselves in a, in a way where we're like, hey, we can we have a lot to offer um, mm-hmm. selling ourselves to them so they can continue to provide us to the products. Yeah, you're right. I mean, as rates go up, it's more product focused or or even just more advisory focused, right? Like like Dustin, you were saying in the beginning with an advisory type background, but so much uncertainty. Sounds like you guys put yourself in a position with a lot more certainty and you're still advising clients, you know? I mean, it makes total sense. That's what we try to teach our team is really budget, budget, budget is, hey, fits the budget, the personal budget of if you want to keep it simple, money out of pocket, what's my payment? I mean, it goes deeper than that. But if you can advise right now, like you guys are doing with a lot of different options, I mean, it's kind of hard to to lose, you know? For sure. I think yeah. the, the number one disclaimer, though, is like, make sure you can close the loan, right? Yeah, well, 100%. It doesn't matter yeah. if you don't close it. Yeah, exactly. So we, you know, we, we've carried this confidence because we are closing these loans actively. So mm-hmm. um, for anyone listening, you know, make sure you really go through the process of trying to be able to, you know, how can we close this loan and make sure you have it visualized mm-hmm. so that it's realistic and then you can carry the same confidence. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, especially with these different type of, uh, if you get into the jumbo world or, or even non QM, 
it changes per lender you're dealing with, you know? Um, it's not just conventional guidelines, FHA, VA, like you said, we can do them on our sleep, but yeah, you, these are, these are tougher loans, right? Let's, let's say that you just got to know it and, you know, missing on, on a couple of them can hurt your reputation too. So like, I think that's what you're try, trying to drive home. Correct. Like, you got to close it, you know, nothing matters unless it closes. I don't count my money until that money, you know, gets there and it closes, you know, that's the first rule I learned in the business 11 years ago. Don't count your money till it closes. But that's my thing, you know? Um, all right. Can you, all right. So you have, let's say about 80 spots you can take loans, right? Real quick. Can you run through your stack? Like what's your LOS? Like how's it kind of run through a bit? How are you keeping track of all this, even with all your, uh, with your staff? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of interviewing and testing, if you will, the, the products we wanted to use, but I'm sure a lot of, your uh, listeners use lending pad. That's what we use. That's what uh -huh. we use as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. I like having it web-based. Everybody can access it, you know, from wherever mm -hmm. they are. Um, we use a CRM called uh, secure or set shape. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, web-based, you know, CRM too, but we like the, uh, all the, they do a lot of, if you're not doing this, this is also something I like to point out drip campaigns, in this market, especially when you're as busy as what I think me and John are, are a must. Mm -hmm. And uh, drip campaigns could be email, text, even calls that they have set up. It doesn't have to be to, to you know, the obvious following up on documentation that's missing mm -hmm. or following up on a missed appointment. It could do drip campaigns on birthdays, holidays, you know, anything to do with something other than mortgages, just so you keep your face in front of that client, mm -hmm. even if didn't do a loan for them three months ago. Mm -hmm. If you're the one that's emailing them on your birthday, if you're the one that's emailing them happy 4th of July, just so maybe in a year from now, if they're thinking about purchasing, they're going to see, oh, I've got seven emails from this guy, Dustin at Convoy or John. Mm -hmm. Let me reach out to them because he's actually, you know, trying to put himself in front of us. Mm -hmm. So um, those two systems, <coughs> excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and then, Look, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, and maybe yourself as well, use um, Loan Sifter, right, for mm -hmm. any sort of pricing. Now, not every lender is on Loan Sifter. No. All the lenders that are on Loan Sifter, you can pretty much guarantee any other broker has access to. We have a lot of you know investors and, and, and uh, banks that we work with that are not going to be or ever will be on Loan Sifter. Mm -hmm. So what we had to do, and we, we figured it was the only way to keep up with the amount of, you know, options that we had is we had to create our own sort of convoy loan sifter mm. where we have a you know a google sheet excel sheet that basically mimics kind of loan sifter in terms of what's the loan amount what's the l2b's where can we send this it'll let us know because obviously nobody's ever going to remember the the guidelines or the ltv restrictions etc cetera, mm. etc cetera, on 80 different lenders no so we we had to do that we kind of almost update it daily whenever we get a new you know every day we probably get what five emails from the lenders that want yeah. to sign up about we got this new program can do this now can do that so um you know don't, don't just throw it all in and, and hope that by signing up with a bunch of lenders you're going to be able to you know know how to close them all because if you don't know their guidelines and take mm -hmm. the initiative of, of building out kind of a game plan and what i called the convoy loan sifter um it, it's not going to work so that's what we really, uh, really take pride in is that. Yeah. 
that that uh you know ability to know really every single lender that we work with that's and cool man I, I mean i i got severe anxiety right now thinking about having to go price out 80 different lenders at one goddamn time you know <laughs> no i'm kidding i kid. but i get that man like you you saw what was needed you wanted to do it let's create our own way that's the best thing about being on this this side and having your own business you can go mess around with stuff and I, i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you guys screwed up plenty of times or not screwed up. You went into something that you're like, oh, I'm all in. And then you realize after three weeks worth of work, like this doesn't work. Scrap it. Let's move. You know, it happens all the time, you know? So it's about being resilient and testing things out. And that's, what's cool about owning your own shop like that. Um, man, that's been almost 40 minutes. I mean, it has been 40, which is crazy. Right. So, um, so we got about five, 10 minutes left. I always ask the same questions at the end. Um, uh, to, to keep this, this thing consistent, but we'll each, uh, uh, I'll ask each of you. So if someone's, we can take this wherever we want. If you're a new LO, or if you want to reinvent yourself, or even if you want to go, I want to start my own brokerage. What's a couple things you could tell that person? So if you're, uh, I guess I'll do, if, if you want to start your own brokerage, um, Number one, obviously, make sure you know what you're doing and you have enough experience and you went through, you know, the ins and outs of, of the entire, at least loan officer, you know, uh, process. And, and, you know, there's no way I, I don't think I could have started this or started Convoy, you know, three years ago, even. It does take, I think, a good, you know, four or five years uh, to kind of perfect your craft and, and know the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it can be, you know, in, in our industry, you get caught in the the you know, day to day, almost grind, but repetitive, going through the motions of the same things every day. So you get lost in terms of what your actual goals are, you know, short term, medium term, long term. And I know it's scary, but, you know, from personal experience, like if you don't ever take that leap, you'll never know. But being on this other side as a, as a broker owner, it, it, it's, uh, you know, night and day just because of the, you know, unlimited kind of possibilities and ceilings that, that you have as an owner of your own mortgage company, as opposed mm -hmm. to a, uh, you know, W2 employee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John, what do you got? And for new loan officers, um, obviously, because I, I came straight out of college, right? And a lot of loan officers come straight out of college because they, oh, the mortgage industry is booming, right? And they kind of jump in. We've had a lot of that in the last year. Um, you know, I, 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 I want to take a more encouraging approach where it's, you know, hey, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? In terms of the industry or, how old you are in terms of your experience. Um, just get out there. And if it's your passion, your passion is finance and real estate. Loans are the best way to mix it together. And we're in the business of money, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, we are necessary to, for the economy to turn. Mm -hmm. And we are necessary for a lot of people to buy homes. The government literally makes it a tax benefit mm -hmm. for us to provide our services. So, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how little experience you have. If you have, you know, an inkling of interest, try it, mm -hmm. right? The worst thing you can do is not try. So, mm -hmm. um, cause I started at such a young age and I know a lot of people that I've mentored and, and raised have also started from a very young age. I I've seen them succeed. Um, and I've obviously I've witnessed my own path. Like, you know, your age doesn't matter as much as your, you know, ability and willingness to learn. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get people that are more seasoned, right? And I put that in air seasoned than you in the industry. Um, 
start to listen a little bit because you have the experience and you've just amassed so much experience in such a short period of time that it's as if you were in the industry for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, <clears throat> if you're willing to do the extra work, it's going to be a lot of extra work. It's going to be a lot of late nights, but mm -hmm. start, you know, yeah. do it. And a lot of the successful, like even real estate brokers that started in the crash are, you know, succeeding now, you know, million dollar listing people, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Right now we're going through kind of a, a tough time in the mortgage industry. It might be a tough place to start, but if you can get through this market, shoot, what market can you not get through? Yeah, man. Exactly. Very well said. Very well said. Um, all right. Last questions. Next two to three years, right? Where, where do you see the mortgage game, real estate game? You see any big changes? Like, what do you see in the next two to three, three year, five years? Like, where do you see it going? I, th I think it's, uh, you know, kind of stating the obvious that home affordability is, is going to continue to go up. Mm hmm and ultimately that that's going to drive i think personally you know different types of products that, that people are going to be you know looking to get such as a 40-year loan right instead of a third um such as maybe easier you know i don't know if i want to say that but you know debt to income ratios may be increased to make these work but i think the you know path that we're on right now obviously with what do we lose? Maybe two, two and a half percent with regards to rates in the last three months. We're not going to continue at that pace. I think we'll find some, um, you know, footing here maybe in the next couple months, but over the next two to three years, I really think it's going to be a, you know, heavy purchase driven market. It's going to be, you know, there, there aren't going to be any more, you know, refinance will save my rate or save my, lower my payment, lower my rate. Um, we heard, or I think we read that I want to say it was like 86% of homeowners in the United States right now have an interest rate of four and a half percent or lower. Mm -hmm. So that right there tells you nobody's, you know, going to be with rates, you know, right now at 5% on a regular 30 year fix, mm -hmm. got to transition. You've got to find a way to sell new products. You got to get in terms of the pockets of realtors. You've got to provide you know, something different than what we've all done for the past five or six years. And that was really just refi, refi, refi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. What do you got, John? Uh, I think, you know, obviously I think real estate and, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, movement happen in the digital world, right. In the digital space. Um, so I think Dustin and I are very passionate about, you know, crypto and the digital space. And I think, um, you know, we may see more, uh, stuff like that start to come out programs to do with crypto programs to do with um you know real estate and, and finding a way to make fiat into you know all these different avenues i think that's that's going to come more into play and um I, I think we are if you're not in the digital space like in terms of like not in crypto but i'm talking about like if you don't work digitally online and you're not really expanding your business by making phone calls doing things through the internet uh -huh. you know, the old way of paper and pen is 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 basically gone and i think in the next two or three years it'll it can be completely eradicated no mm -hmm. one's going to walk into a wells fargo branch and say hey i want a loan right so um if you know i i think technology is going to be more important than ever being uh, alive in the digital space is going to be more important than ever and i think that's the uh that's the big change that'll come and you know if everyone get on board right yeah no doubt i mean i still can't believe some people that uh you know 
take uh, apps verbally. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> you have to do something. You have to jump in, but you got to start it somewhere, man. Just give them the thing. I haven't taken one in seven years. Like, yeah, come on, you know, I'm with you. Well, check it out, guys. We lost 50 bips today, so I'm going to end the call on that. It's all good. It doesn't matter when you're advisory-based LO, so it's all good, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Of course, if you guys need anything from me, hit me up. I hope I can do the same with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, right, JP. Later, guys. All right. Bye. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.